The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. It is another edition of Green Over Everything, brought to you by Best in the World Sports. What's going on? My name is John Brown. Happy to have you here today. Today we are going to talk the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL Draft. Three new Eagles in the nest. Number one pick. Eagles traded up with the Baltimore Ravens to pick at number 22. Who did they get? They got offensive tackle from Washington State, Andre Dillard. Now, I will tell you this. I am somebody, when I come on this show, I come on this show and I say regularly, my expectations when it comes to the draft would be, I want a first-round pick who can come in and start week one. I understand that that might not always be the case. That can't always be the case. I understand this. However, I do believe that this is still a good pick because we have a luxury. We got a... We had we drafted an offensive tackle who we hope who we believe will be the offensive tackle of the future. We use the word will. We hope he will be. I feel like they've had often they've had, they've we've brought in players who thought they could be. Namely Halapulivati Vitae. He could be the heir apparent of Jason Peters. This whole thing with Jordan Maialata, he could be that guy. Andre Dillard will be that guy. We believe he will be that guy. Now look, in the end, he still has got to put his hand in the dirt and he's still got to play. But I, but I feel, I feel like this was the guy that you drafted to be the guy. And I feel that's a different mindset. But in the meantime, we have the luxury of the fact that the guy that we drafted to replace Jason Peters does not have to play right now because Jason Peters is still here. That is a luxury. I don't believe that this necessarily pushes Jason Peters out the door, but isn't Jason Peters like 37 years old? Doors open anyway. He's standing in the doorway anyway. He knows this. He knows this. We know this. So, yeah, you know what? It, it would be it would be really nice. It would be great to bring him in. It would be great to bring a guy like this in. Who knows? I mean, a lot of people had him ranked up as one of the top offensive tackles in the draft. So push came to shove. If you needed him to start right away, he probably could. However, since you have what could be right now one one of the greatest offensive tackles in the game, still here, we can ease him along. 
we can ease him along and still continue to build depth in that o- offensive line with guys like Maialata and guys like Vitae. Big V, Big Jordan can still be guys. They can still be factors. They can still be contributors. They don't have to be the starting left tackle because it looks like we got our starting left tackle. If I have to wait one year for Andre Dillard to be the starting left tackle, I can do that. I don't mind. That's cool. Don't mind that at all. Yes, I would. I mean, I understand that contradicts things that I've said before. I've said before that, you know what? I need a guy who can start right now. I want a guy who can start right now. Ideally, that's what I want. And I guess for me, I'm not necessarily convinced we did not get that guy. However, we are in a position where the guy we need, you know, the hole we need to fill has a guy there right now. So you tell me, hit me up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. How pleased are you with the first pick? How pleased are you with Andre Dillard? Were you excited? I know he's not, it wasn't the sexy pick. It wasn't the sexy pick, you know. I I guess you're never going to necessarily wow people when you choose offensive linemen. But a good offensive lineman in the draft sets you up for years. You're set up for years, yo. Years with an S. Now, I understand we we traded for John Runyon. I believe he either traded he we did not draft John Runyon can't remember if we traded for him or signed him to the free agency but yet once you got him he was here I feel like offensive I mean that's just like that that's that's a foundation position Runyon Trey Thomas Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, who you did draft. Howie doesn't mess around. When Howie trades up for a guy, he must really, really like it. I think I was looking at Comcast. Oh, excuse me. They're not Comcast Sportsnet anymore. NBC Sports Philadelphia. And they had a list of the players. I believe Andre Dillard is the fourth player to for Howie Roseman to see in a draft and trade up to get. The other three, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Carson Wentz. When Howie sees value, when Howie sees a player that is worth trading up to get, he's serious. He sees something. 
And so far, he has had a pretty good track record when he makes that move. That is not a move that he makes for any ham and egger you might see in the draft. He sees If he sees you as a player good enough to trade up and get, he's going to go get you. And he likes you. You tell me what you think. To me, I, I see a player that he traded up to get, and yet he doesn't have to jam him into the starting lineup. But then again, you think about Jason Peters, and unfortunately, Jason Peters has an issue with staying healthy. Jason Peters, unfortunately, is getting old. I appreciate everything that he's done. I respect everything that he's done. As an Eagles fan, I have no, it, you know, it's like, how can you not respect a guy like Jason Peters? However, you know the end is near. You know the end is near. And now they've made a move where possibly they have the guy that they can stick in. You have Lane Johnson for a couple more years. You have Dillard. Not quite sure how, how much longer you have Jason Kelsey, but that might be the next position that you think about. That's something you can get in the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds. I'm not sure how many more picks they got. I know they don't have a lot of, uh they didn't have a lot of picks this year. Didn't have a third round pick. Had two seconds, but no third. We'll talk about what they got in the second round in a in a minute. Waiting for, uh, I'm going to try and get Mike Jones on the line. Hopefully I can get Mike Jones. I do want to get his opinion. But let me, you you let me know what you think of this draft. Hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Philly Go, not at Philly Go Flow. I am, we are on phillygoflow.com. We're live on phillygoflow.com. Thank you guys for checking us out. I appreciate that. But you can also hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. My name is Brown. This is the best in the world sports report. We talk a lot of sports. We also talk a lot of hip-hop. Got new music from uh, Rampage, The Last Boy Scout. I might get into that on today's show. Remember, at 9.30, when I get off the air here, we will do early morning 80s. Early morning 80s comes on phillygoatflow.com every day, 930. It's an hour and a half of nothing but old school music, old school hip-hop, classic hip-hop. Classic, classic hip-hop from the 80s. All right? So make sure you check that out. All right, let's keep it going. Let's, keep, let's talk about, the, we're talking Eagles draft. In the second round, guy, I know that they, a, a lot of people had talked about it. They got. They went out, got a, got themselves a running back. Now they already had a couple running backs in tow, but they went out and got Miles Sanders from Penn State. I thought that was huge. I thought that was huge because I heard a lot of people talking about bringing in Miles Sanders. And the thing you, the thing about the NFL draft, and the thing about draft coverage is one, everyone's an expert, myself included. I will talk, I will pontificate about what teams should do, who teams should get. And in the end, I mean, the slam dunks are the slam dunks. 
Did you really need an expert to tell you that Kyler Murray was going to go number one? Did you really need an expert to tell you that Kyler Murray was the best quarterback in the draft? No, everyone was saying it. And we all know that sports talk, television, sports talk, entertainment, sports talk, media, it's a game of narratives. So all you need is one person talking about it and everybody's going to talk about it. Myself included. Nonetheless, I say all this because I feel like there were a lot of people talking about Miles Sanders coming to the Eagles. The Eagles going up and getting a running back and drafting a running back. Not in the first round because unless you're a slam dunk, unless you're a Zeke, unless you're a Saquon Barkley, you know, unless you're talent like that, you know, a first round running back can be a big question mark. I'm not even sure how many running backs went in the first round. Did any go in the first round? Somebody looked that up for me. Somebody looked that up for me. I'm not sure. I I don't know. I know that in the second and the third round, that's when they started to fall. That's when they started to come off the board. And I heard a lot of people leading up to the draft talking about Miles Sanders playing for the Eagles. And I say this because it's like, So it's rare. It feels rare that a player that you see being talked about going to your team actually goes to your team. Unless you're like, you know, top five, top ten. At that point, then, you know, unless, unless you're the Giants and you just go completely rogue and you just go out and get you know, whoever. And right now it looks like that's exactly what the Giants did. They just went out and got whoever. Do you know a Giants fan? Any of you guys friends with Giants fans? If you do, what were their, what was their reaction to them going out and getting, uh, getting that quarterback, getting Jones? What was their reaction? Most of the Giants fans I know are pissed. Completely pissed. I am not going to necessarily pan that move yet. But it's it's looking bad, and it's looking bad early. For me, I, I'm always leery of those moves because sometimes all you need is a little patience. That could be one of those moves. Now, look, there are plenty of people right now calling Dave Gettleman of the Giants a blithering idiot. Because you left a quality quarterback on the board in Haskins. And you reached at number six to get Jones. This could either be the move that defines a failed career, or this could be a sick genius with, you know, just amazing wherewithal and amazing foresight. Who knows? Only time can tell. But right now, he's looking like an idiot. Nonetheless, our Philadelphia Eagles, though, we got ourselves a running back. We got ourselves a guy that a lot of people think can be an every-down running back. We now have youth and depth in our running back room. 
if this draft was about protecting our investment with our investment being Carson Wentz, got to be pleased. Got to be pleased because you got his offensive, uh, you got him a big offensive tackle. Offensive tackle that hopefully will be protecting him for years to come. When you draft an offensive tackle, you honestly believe that that will be the guy to protect him for, you know, close to the length of his career. Carson Wentz is in what, year three now? Going into year four? Carson Wentz is going into year four. So hopefully, if Jason Peters is your starter this coming season, and then we wave goodbye to Jason Peters, then you pl- plug in Andre Dillard. You're looking at the guy that's going to be protecting the left side pretty much for the next 10 years. Hopefully for the next 10 years. If we're lucky for the next 10 years. That's what you want. Ideally, that is what you want. Running backs might come and go. You know, you hope you have a guy like Miles Sanders for a long time, but that's not always the case. You know that. I know that. Now, they also got a wide receiver. And I got to admit, I have no clue how to pronounce this brother's name. J.J. Arsega, Argeka. Whiteside. I'm going to just call him Whiteside. Because I don't know. I've been sitting there wondering how to pronounce that. And here's the problem. You know, sometimes when you're watching a draft, you're watching it with your friends, you're watching it with your buddies. TV's down. So you're not necessarily listening to the draft. You're watching it. And then you're talking about it amongst your friends. That's what I did. That's how I did it. So now, because I wasn't listening to the broadcast, I was just watching it. I have no clue how to pronounce this man's name. But once again, you have we got a young player that brings depth to a skill position. That's what they did in the second round, adding depth to their skill positions. Another young running back, another young wide receiver to go along with the offensive tackle. So I got to think that in uh, rounds four, five, and six, with the rest of their draft, they'll be trying to uh, bolster up that defense. Was disappointed to see uh, the DB from Temple go, but you kind of—it was wishful thinking. Didn't think he, you know, I. You see a guy on the board, and you saw the second round start, and I saw Rockyson was still was still up there. And that's, you know, the second round starts at pick 33. Yeah, 33, I believe. And, you know, the Eagles had pick 53. So, you know, it's like a, it's just a stab in the dark. Like, well, maybe he'll drop 20 more slots. But, you know, he's not going to drop 20 more slots. You know, he's not going to drop 20 more, 20 more slots. And he didn't. He didn't. What can I do? You know, what can you do? 
I was I was hoping for the best. I really was. But I'm still pleased. I'm pleased they got Sanders. I'm pleased they got Whiteside. I'm also pleased they did not get DJ Metcalf. I saw a lot of people complaining, a lot of people upset that they didn't get DJ Metcalf. And honestly, here's the thing about guys like DJ Metcalf. DJ Metcalf appeals to the people who only watch tape that comes on television. There's a, you know, I believe part of the target audience for things like NFL Network, when they when they broadcast the scouting combine and uh, senior bowls and all, all, all those things like that, where you can see players not necessarily playing in games, but in situations where a you know a sample of their skill is being displayed. There's a reason for that. You know, those those, those armchair scouts. DJ Metcalf had a great combine. Got to walk around with no shirt on for long periods of time. Saw a lot of tweets, a lot of Facebook posts, a lot of Instagram posts of DJ Metcalf with no shirt on. He's a, uh, you know, he's a physical specimen. He is a freak. And when you're dealing with freaks, freaks in nature, people like that, you know, people are going to salivate all over that. You saw a lot of stuff like that on DJ Metcalf. Know what you didn't see a lot of stuff of, of, of DJ Metcalf leading up to the draft? Actual game footage. So if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, and you're fawning all over DJ Metcalf, I have to ask, how much game footage did you watch? Actual game footage. Not SportsCenter highlights. Not GIFs. Not memes. And not pictures of this dude with his shirt off. Not not a combine footage. How much is how much actual game footage of DJ Metcalf did you actually see? I would tend to think you saw very little. That's not to say that DJ Metcalf is garbage. He's not. But you know who he is. You might not know who JJ Whiteside is. That does not have to be a bad thing. It doesn't. You just don't know who he is. But I still believe that he could. We just like with Jason Peters, we, we are facing a crossroads where we might have to lose a member of this wide receiver core. And there's a good chance it could be Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar shined in the slot. That's where he was his most effective. We thought Nelson Aguilar was going to be a bust. We were ready to ship Nelson Aguilar out of town. There were people, will there were people willing to drive him to 11th and Filbert and put him on a bus. You know what? They didn't even want to take him to 11th and Filbert. Because they thought Greyhound might be too uh, too good for Nelson Aguilar. 
They were going to take him around the corner from 30th Street, put him on the mega bus out of town. Get you on a boat bus and be like, yo, peace. We're good. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. But he was able to resurrect his career. He was able to be a, a good contributor, a contributor on a team that won us a Super Bowl. However, it might be time for him to go. If that is the case, you know, you you want to replace a player like that with youth. And that's that could be what we have with that could be what we have in JJ Whiteside. That could be what we have in JJ Whiteside. I don't know. However, I am more excited about that. I am more encouraged by that than I am about uh, DK Metcalf. I mean, honestly, what is it? What is that to us? Who is that to us? Yeah, you know. It, I understand. I understand. You know, he had a good combine. I understand he looks. You know, he looks good with no shirt on. I don't need a good. I don't need a dude who looks good with no shirt on. I need a dude who can catch balls. I need a guy who can play in the slot. I need a guy who can move the chains. And from what the scouting reports say, that is Whiteside, and that's not necessarily DK Metcalf. I keep saying, I feel like I want to call him DJ Metcalf, DK Metcalf. I'm cool on him. Don't, if I may take, we are on phillygoflow.com, phillygoflow.com. Dot com plays a lot of old school and throwback hip hop. If I may take it back and quote the great, one of the greatest rap groups of all time, Public Enemy, don't believe the hype. Don't, don't believe, don't believe the hype. I think we're good. I think we'll be all right. I believe we'll be just fine if we don't get it. I, I believe we'll be just fine. And honestly, maybe, and and maybe Metcalf will shine in uh, in Seattle. Doesn't have to necessarily be the guy. Seattle's not necessarily a team that just flings it all over the field all the time. They do utilize their pass game, but you know what, maybe, you know, it's, but it's not like they're not the Patriots. They're not the Eagles. Not the Chargers. You know, teams that are, you know, teams that you would normally believe would fling the ball all over the place. Heavily relying on their pass game. Nah, that's, you know, that's not necessarily the system he needs to be in. Let a guy like Metcalf go somewhere, learn a position, and maybe, he, you know, maybe he will be, uh, contributor. Maybe he will be a, uh, you know, a big time player. I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. However, 
I'm good with what, who we got. I am good with Whiteside. I am good with Sanders. I am good with uh, with Dillard. I believe when the season starts, you know, we'll probably, I believe you will see, I guess, us make a in-season transition from Howard to Sanders. Unless Sanders just comes in and he just hits the ground running and he just looks like that dude very, very early. And I'm not quite sure if he's that guy, that guy to just come in and just make a splash. It didn't always work that way. Shady didn't come in and make a split. You know, he, you knew he was good. You knew he could be good, but we still had Brian Westbrook. But Shady made the most of his opportunity. He made the most of his time. And then you know what happened? Real, It was real quick. It was, hey, man, hey, B. West, thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. I believe we got Jordan. Uh, we got. We got Howard on a one-year deal. Hopefully he can come in. He can contribute. And wherever he goes next year, because it's not looking like it's going to be here. Not looking like it's going to be here. I still want your comments. Let's we'll continue to talk about this. Didn't get Mike Jones on the show today. You know, that's my man. Wasn't able to get him on the show today. But you know, we will definitely talk more about this draft next week. We will definitely talk more about this draft because I we need to I I guess what I'm trying to say is what we need, we needed this youth. We needed to bring, we needed to bring guys. And that's how you build. That's how you build. I believe we got the right mix of veterans to compete now, but you can't continue to pay veterans. You can't continue to shell out money to veterans. Eventually you got to replace them with youth because unfortunately, well, unfortunately, fortunately, depending on how you look at it, youth is cheaper. Youth is just plain cheaper. You, so, in the end, at some point in time, you got to walk away from the, you know, you got to walk away from the vets. At this point now, yes, you know, Nelson Aguilar is not an old dude, but he's a vet, and you might not want to pay him. So, if this J.J. Whiteside can be that guy, so be it. Jason Peters, 37 years old, time to walk away. Miles Sanders is here. So it's looking like, you know what, unfortunately, hey, man, thanks, thank you for all you did, Jay Ajayi. I wish you the best. Sorry it didn't work out here for, you know, over the long term. But it's time, to, you know, it might be time. I shouldn't even say it might be. You had, you know, you had running backs in tow. Just drafted another one second over uh in the second round. It might be time to say goodbye to him. 
You know, it doesn't look like Jay Jayu will be back. Not sure what, you know, Darren Sproles as well. We all love Darren Sproles. But Darren Sproles is no spring chicken. Might be time to walk away from him too. You know, it, it, it's part of life, man. It's a part of life. You tell me what you think. Hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. I'm glad to be talking football, actual real football. Because if I wasn't talking about real football, meaning the draft, young players coming in who, is going, who are going to help our Philadelphia Eagles, I might have to be forced to talk about Donovan McNabb and what he said this week. That dude really stepped in it. He pissed. Well, let's be real. If I may be real for a second, it really does not matter what Donovan McNabb says. People in this town are going to hate Donovan McNabb regardless. Donovan McNabb could have came out and said, hey, man, you know what? I think Carson Wentz is right handy. And there would be people like, oh, my God, why can't Donovan McNabb keep his mouth shut? Why is he always talking? He's always doubting people. He's always doubting this team. Oh, he's so jealous and he's so bitter. Oh, my God, Donovan McNabb, he's a horrible guy. Oh. You hear that? Oh, oh, it does not matter. Basically, Donovan McNabb said that, hey, you know what? Eagles might have to look for another quarterback if Carson Wentz can't get it done in the next two years. And people were so up in arms. People were pissed. People were so pissed. They were, I mean, they just lost their mind. How could he say that? He's supposed to believe. And here's my thing. I truly believe that unless Donovan McNabb is calling Carson Wentz the greatest of all time, if he doesn't, if he's not calling him the the second coming of Joe Montana and predicting that the Eagles are going 16 and 0 every year. There's going to be somebody calling Donovan McNabb a hater. That's just how it is. It does not matter what Donovan McNabb says about this team. There are always going to be people who will interpret it as hate, as jealousy, as a slight. Case in point, a couple years ago with this whole Donovan McNabb said that Jared Goff was better than Carson Wentz. Here's a newsflash. Donovan McNabb did not say that Carson Wentz was not as good as Jared Goff. Donovan McNabb didn't even bring up Carson Wentz in that conversation. Donovan McNabb was on uh, Mike and Mike in the morning talking about Jared Goff and how much better he was playing with an offensive-minded coach and free from Jeff Fisher. Said that, uh, said Jared Goff had an offensive-minded coach, and now he's playing like one of the best. He's playing like the best quarterback in football. That's what he said. Yeah, I don't even think he said one of the best. He said he was playing like the best quarterback in football. And there were people like, "Oh my God, how can you say that Jared Goff is the best quarterback in football?" See, he's talking about Carson. Fast forward to right now. Donovan McNabb said, "Hey man, you know what? If." Carson Wentz can't get it done. Eagles might have to, Carson Wentz can't get it done in two to three years. It might be time to look for a, diff, a new quarterback. I don't necessarily agree with that. 
I don't necessarily think that's true, but let's look at what he said. Let's look at, let's actually take a look at what he said. Say Carson Wentz doesn't win in the next two years. That will put Carson Wentz in year five. Year five, no playoff wins. Year five, no playoff wins on a team where your backup won the Super Bowl. Came back the next year and won at least one playoff game. Are you telling me that, honestly, you take McNabb out of the situation. Take McNabb out of the conversation. He's a non-factor. Quite frankly, he's been a non-factor in this city for almost 10 years. But you take Donovan McNabb out of the situation and you just look at it like, here we go. We have Carson Wentz in year five with no playoff wins. You telling me you cool with that? Are you telling me you're good with that? Carson Wentz goes into year five, no playoff wins. There will be people ready to run him out of town. There will be fans ready to run him out of town. We just went through two straight off seasons of Wentz versus Foles. You telling me that as we sit here and we watch the Super Bowl MVP down in Jacksonville, and don't let don't let Nick Foles have any success in Jacksonville if we're not equally as successful here in Philly. There will be people ready to lose their minds. And don't get me wrong. Let me be clear on how I feel on this situation. I believe that Carson Wentz is the guy. I believe that Carson Wentz can be the guy. I believe that the Eagles are fine and will be fine with Carson Wentz as quarterback. I believe in Carson Wentz. Make no mistake about that. However, it is an undeniable fact that if he can't get it done, that the Eagles should look for somebody else. People are talking about Carson Wentz like he's a rookie. Like if he doesn't get in it, like this would be his first two years. This is year five. If he doesn't have it done by year five, yeah. You know what? You might have to look for a new guy. Five years in the league. Hey, guess what? Guess who also has a playoff win right now? Guess who has more playoff wins than Carson Wentz right now? Dak Prescott. Do I believe that Dak Prescott is better than Carson Wentz? Hell no. However, I can't continue I can't continue this conversation with Dallas fans about why Carson Wentz is better than Dak Prescott for for two more seasons with Dak Prescott having more playoff wins than Carson Wentz. And let's be real here. Let's be honest with be honest with yourself and be honest with this fan base. We're not always fair with the blame. Quarterback takes the lion's share of the blame. That's how it is. That's how it was for McNabb. That's how it was for Vic. That's beginning to be how it is for Carson. Hey, that's how it was for Randall. That's how it was for Jaws. That's how it was for Rodney Pete. That's how it was for Bobby Hoying. That's how it was for Ty Detmer. That's just how it is. You're the quarterback of this team. You get the lion's share of the blame no matter how what happened. 
You can sit here. You can quote whatever uh, sports talk radio host you want. You can sit there. You can throw out whatever stats you want. Bottom line is, in this city, when you don't get it done, we blame the quarterback. That's how it's always been. I, I dare somebody to tell me differently. That's the truth. So there could, there very well could be a, re- there very well could be a reason other than quarterback why this team doesn't get it done. But the fact of the matter is, if it doesn't get it done, the lion's share of that blame is going to fall on the quarterback. Now let's bring Donovan McNabb back into this conversation. Donovan McNabb is probably the jerkiest of jerks. Donovan McNabb brings this ire upon himself. Just by being the guy that he is. He does. He brings it on himself. I I you know, I can't protect I can't protect him. You know, I I can't protect him and I can't, you know, speak for him. I, I can't, you know, trivialize or make less of, you know, what he does. He could be a jerk. Plain and simple. He's still the greatest quarterback in this uh, in this team's history. He is the greatest Eagles quarterback ever. That's not up for debate. This quarterback has one goal as far as uh, quarterback goes, and his name is Donovan McNabb. It's a shame that I feel like at this point in time, I am more welcome in the Novacare Center than he is. But, hey, man, you know what? He kind of brings a lot of that on himself. It just is what it is. He brings that on himself. It's like, I feel, I do feel like there are things that he says that carry a little more merit and have a little more merit and shouldn't be as easily written off as they are. However, he makes it so. He makes it so you can't take him seriously. And the first thing you want to do when he, when he starts talking is turn off the radio. Bottom line, he said, hey, man, you know what? You're expected to win. He was expected to win. Donovan Donovan McNabb had some some stinkers in big games. But he also came through a lot more than people give him credit for. Mike Jones disagrees with me on that, but Mike Jones ain't here. That'll show you. Donovan McNabb won a lot of football games here. Yes, Donovan McNabb threw up in the Super Bowl. How'd that drive end, by the way? Anybody remember? The drive where he threw up? How'd that drive end? I believe it ended with a touchdown pass to uh, Greg Lewis in the Super Bowl. Yes, Donovan McNabb lost four uh, NFC playoff games, uh, NFC championship games. Three or four, I can't remember. Three or four. Either way, those weren't all his fault. He gets 95.5% of the blame. Weren't all his fault. It is what it is. He's the quarterback of the team. He's going to get that blame. You're the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are expected to win, period. If they don't win, they will find someone who they believe will win. And unfortunately, guess what? Carson Wentz is going to experience that. 
How long do you think we're going to put up with Carson Wentz not winning when the Super when we just ran the I shouldn't say we ran him out of town. Bottom line is we didn't keep the Super Bowl MVP on a team built to win now with a with a quarterback who was able to win now who is now with another team. If we don't win, how long do you think we'll be able to put up with that? I don't care. You know, screw Donovan McNabb. That is the question. It's like there are fans in this town who are so irrational who then want to be rational when Donovan McNabb is involved. There are fans who, if you're honest with yourself, if two years from now we have no playoff success, who are now saying, hey, well, I would understand if, uh, you know, we got to take a look at what happened. No, you won't. Somebody's got to get fired. Somebody's got to get traded. We don't win. Somebody's got Somebody's got to go. That's just the way of the world. That's how this works. That's how it's always been. This ain't the time for, you know, it's like, look, we can sit here and pretend to be, we can sit here and pretend to be rational all you want. It don't work that way. We don't win. Somebody's got to get blamed. That's how this works. Do you agree with me? Let me know. Hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. Hey, look, that has been the Green Over Everything podcast. You can hear podcasts like this and other Philly sports podcasts if you go to SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports. Or if you search iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search the best in the world sports report. Remember, you can hear the show live every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. on phillygoflow.com. You can hear phillygoflow.com through your web browser, or you can download the Philly Go Flow app from Google Play. You can also listen via the TuneIn Radio app available on Apple iTunes in the App Store or Google Play. My name is Brown. I will check you guys out next week. Have a good weekend. Go Birds! You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports.